Hello, everybody. Welcome to this very special episode of Beware the Board, a horror podcast. We watch a randomly selected horror movie every single week. I'm Bob. I'm Ben. Oh, boy, Ben. What are we uh, doing today? Yeah, Bob's lied to you. Um, This is not our usual episode. Instead, we're doing something real, real special. In fact, it's it's once a year special. Yeah. Do you want to tell them what we're doing? Yeah, so to commemorate Halloween, instead of doing like, because, you know, this year we were doing holiday movies on the holiday, and instead of doing a Halloween-themed horror movie this year, we're going to basically go through and hand out our Halloween awards. Uh, what are we calling it? The Halloween Horror Award Show? It's where the board presents the Halloween Horror Awards. Yeah, we basically went through and categorized every single film we've seen this year and handed out awards to films we thought deserved it. Yeah, this is essentially our little awards show at the end of the year that we hopefully will do every year, both to celebrate yeah. Halloween, because um, I don't want to do a Halloween holiday movie no, again. But there's also so many. Because we basically made the podcast on Halloween. Yeah, I think the first episode came out the 28th. Yeah, so it's essentially like us also kind of celebrating a year of doing the podcast and also like our anniversary. So Mm -hmm. lots of fun there. But uh, how this is going to work is we made a mega list of all the movies and we then made a mega list of categories we're going to use this year. Yeah. We might add some more next year. We might take some off. And then what me and Bob did is we sat down and we chose four different movies for each of our different like award spots yeah we tried to keep it to like two a piece but then sometimes it was like i don't really have one but he had three so we kind of just tried to keep it fair yeah and generally speaking because it's just us doing this we tried to keep everything balanced and mm-hmm. get a nice like spread of awards for different movies didn't always work out but no you'll try and then obviously we went through and we chose kind of the winner i will say hopefully eventually we might have enough people that are interested in like this show yeah. Uh, that we won't actually have to do all the choosing movies to fill, like, the four spots for all these categories because mm-hmm. we can set up, like, voting and stuff. In fact, that would probably be a lot more fair. And yeah, for sure. Easier on everyone's parts, especially ours. I mean, I would love to do more audience participation stuff, but it's kind of hard when there's not enough people to vote for stuff like we that. We currently don't have that. But, you know, we ended up doing it ourselves, and I, I think we did a decent enough job. I mean, yeah, we tried really hard to make sure that we're not just like, oh, this movie wins every time. Well, we definitely chose our favorite. Uh, uh, well, you know, on there's that two note, of though, us. I'm just going to start. Sure. All right. So our first category of the day is favorite film. Yeah. And so those are personal favorites. That's not necessarily like best movie ever. And we had four nominations, the first two being from Bob <laughs> and the second two being from me. Our first nomination was The Exorcist. Oh, I love that movie. The second was Day of the Dead. I also love that movie. Bob, you don't need to tell us you love the movie. No, You nominated I, them for favorite oh, film. I love them. Uh, our third nomination was Alien, and our fourth nomination was Return of the Living Dead. Now, to be honest, this was the category that was the most, like, biased. Yeah. Because it was two of Bob's favorite films ever, and mm. then... Two of my favorite films that we've reviewed on this, like, podcast. And um, to be honest, we were just like, all right, who's who's going to who's gonna just compromise? Yeah. And that was me. I compromised. And we went with Day of the Dead as our winner. Uh, to be honest, I think we were between Day of the Dead and Alien. Mm-hmm. And um, I really like Alien, but I think 
Day of the Dead's objectively maybe a little bit more approachable for more people. Yeah. Just because there tends to be a lot more action and violence and gore and all that stuff. Like, I love Alien. It's a great film. That was my big thing is, like, look, we know Alien's going to win other awards. And also, I don't know if I could have compromised because I think I've said this before. Bob wasn't willing to compromise. I was willing to compromise. Day of the Dead is my favorite film of all time. That's that's the reason. So that's our first winner. Thank God. Congrats to Day of the Dead. Oh, I love it. It's not like you haven't won any awards ever. <laughs> yeah. No. Right. God. Uh, our next category was Best Wide Release. Yeah. We tried to have a couple of these where it's like best type of film. Mm-hmm. And so for wide release, we're really defining it as like this was kind of in theaters and it was at a lot of theaters, you know, pretty standard movie release stuff mm-hmm. that you would expect. We had four nominations. Uh, the first being The Exorcist. Mm-hmm. Once again, Halloween. Yeah. Alien and Jaws. Yeah. This one was tough, actually, because I mean, I like all these films. They're all really good films. And Jaws established like the summer blockbuster thing. Yeah, I mean, I think part of the difficulty with all these is they not only made a shit ton of money. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jaws invented like ten pole movies, but each of them started its own franchise. Yeah. However, I think we ended up going with what we thought was the best film on here. Yeah. And not like maybe the necessarily the one with the biggest legacy or the mm-hmm. biggest impact. Um. So we ended up going with Alien. Yeah. So maybe, you- maybe also because it lost the last category, and Bob was like. This seems fair. Yeah. Good I mean, this one. The only thing, and I mentioned it during the band when we were picking, that I was like a little iffy on is I think Jaws has a better audience. Like, it does. Spectrum wise. Like, a lot of more people will say, I enjoy Jaws, and we'll go, oh, I want to watch Alien. That's completely fair. But also, it's our preference because we had to choose this year. So Exactly. And um, also, I think objectively, we think Alien is a better movie. Probably. I think you said on that episode you thought it was the best movie we reviewed. Yeah, it's probably the objectively the, the best film we've seen on the podcast. Next category was best limited release. Oh, I like this category. This was a hard one because mm-hmm. we actually had it originally divided into a couple things. Because we were like best what limited release and then best streaming streaming. But then we combined them because it was hard to verify what was limited release and what was streaming. And I'm still a little iffy on what's what at yeah, this point. Same. And this will be a hard category going forward. Again, it'd be really nice to have people helping yeah but uh, uh our four nominations were blood quantum hatchet tucker and dale and terrifier 2 yeah out of those i think it was pretty much down to tucker and dale and terrifier yeah if i'm gonna be completely honest like i love hatchet i love blood quantum those are both fantastic movies but tucker and dale's just great and terrifier 2 is in this weird space where it mm-hmm. was limited release originally and then it did so well that it basically got a wide release. A wide release. Yeah. But we ended up going with Tucker and Dale. Which I think it evil. deserves, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I'd, it's one of those similar situations to Alien and Jaws that we had on mm-hmm. the last spot um, where I like Terrifier 2, but it's not an approachable movie. No. Like, if I were to show that to someone who wasn't into horror films, they wouldn't like it. In fact, they might think Bob's a sociopath. Yeah. But Tucker and Dale vs. Evil is kind of a nice movie you can watch with a bunch of other people. Mm-hmm. I mean, I use it as a Halloween film sometimes. It's just a, it's, oh, yeah. It's a great movie to just throw on at like a Halloween party or something. Just approachable. Mm-hmm. Even more so than I think Halloween is in a lot of ways. Because it's oh, goofy. Yeah. Our next category was Best Foreign Language. Yeah. And 
to be honest, that just means not English. Mm-hmm. And we had four nominations. They are Wreck, Audition, Bingo, and One Cut of the Dead. Oh, I like all these movies. And this was hard. This was really hard, actually. Especially because I love all these Japanese films <laughs> so yeah. much. I think they're all amazing. And it doesn't help that um, I chose all of them for my my category. Yeah. So And also, Wreck is really good. <laughs> and then Wreck's really good. I'm going to be honest. It's objectively, I think, my least favorite out of those. Really? I think my least favorite is probably Ringu. I don't know. Ringu's great. Its no, sequels it, are not. It's a really good movie. I just think I prefer Wreck. That's fair. Wreck has some good, it's some cool stuff. But it, Well, mostly because it scared the piss out of me the first time yeah, I watched it. Yeah, it's like one of our first movies ever. So yeah. It's like episode four. Yeah. With that being said, I thought this was a pretty easy choice. Or at yeah. least a very easy way to narrow it down. Basically, we got it down to one cut of the dead and audition. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, me and Bob love one cut of the dead. We do. But it's a discussion we had, I think, an episode after one cut of the dead came out that it's kind of one of those movies that a lot of the fun comes from your enjoyment of cinema mm-hmm. and like behind the scenes film stuff. Yeah. And if you're not like in the know about that stuff or enjoy like purposely bad moments in film. Yeah. Parts of that film are really rough mm-hmm. or just don't land. They don't hit the same. Bob has a friend. Uh, who was it? Oh yeah. Brian. Brian. Uh, who mentioned to him, I think right after we reviewed the movie. He went and watched it, and he was like, yeah, it's it's okay. Yeah, and I thought that was a really interesting take because you and I, coming out of it, were gushing about that film, how much we loved it, and I still love it. It's still, like, one of the, my favorite films that we've seen on the show, but I did never really thought about from the fact that I have a theater background, so looking at stuff from a perspective of production. creating production gave me a very different view of that film than someone who doesn't have that background. And hearing him say it's mid made me really upset because I was like, I love that movie. But it's because he doesn't have that background knowledge to appreciate all the small stuff in that film like we do. Yeah, and I, I do think that might be an issue. And so that's how we kind of set it on audition. Yeah. To be honest, I think that film's solid throughout. Oh, no, that's a great movie. It's all around enjoyable. It's honestly like a beautifully well-written character piece mm-hmm. for the most part until no. the, the horror elements come in. <laughs> yeah. And then they hit you hard. Only movie this year to make me puke. Only movie Bob has ever puked watching and yep. that is its own little badge of honor <laughs> and then our next like category for best kind of film uh, it's our last one we're going to do here until the very end i believe is best foreign film mm-hmm. now i made the point of distinguishing uh best foreign language and best foreign film yep because i know it, one of the frustrating things with like award ceremonies sometimes is like they don't count foreign films that are in english yeah so like you could make a film from a completely different continent than, like, North America, but if it's in English... It just goes into, like, best film or whatever. Yeah, it can't fit into, like, a best foreign film category. And um, I think that's kind of shitty. So yeah. we created just best foreign film and best foreign language film So to keep that distinction. But for our best foreign film, we have Black Christmas, My Bloody Valentine, Blackwater, and Lake Mungo. Two Australian... No... Two Canadian and then two Australian. I couldn't remember if Blackwater was New Zealand or Australia. Oh, I believe it's Australia. And I think Lake Mungo is Australia. Lake Mungo is Australia. And the other two are Canadian for sure. Yeah. Basically, though, the issue with doing it this way is we're definitely going to have a lot of like English-speaking countries. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was kind of the point. Yeah, because we, it just felt bad. Be- I'm going to be honest. If we didn't do best foreign language, 
this category would just be the ones from above. And these other movies yeah, would get a chance. would get relegated elsewhere. And that doesn't seem fair because these movies are good. Mm-hmm. It's no, just, these movies are great. They're not what you think of. When you think of foreign film. Yeah. Which is why we kind of wanted to highlight them. Especially because, I mean, this year we watched a lot of Canadian horror films. Like, quite a handful. And it would have sucked to have not seen any of them on any of these awards. Mm-hmm. To be honest, though, I I thought this was a really easy choice. Mm, I like, had some catch-ups on this I one. I mean, Bob definitely had more catch-ups than I did. But at this point, I was kind of in the mindset of, all right, what is kind of like the best film overall, mm-hmm. the most approachable, et cetera, et cetera? Because, like, Bob likes My Bloody Valentine, and I like My Bloody Valentine. Yeah. But it's objectively not a great movie. No, especially it's not amazing. All the content removed, mm-hmm. with that content put in, it's a lot better. Yeah, go get the Blu-ray. But without it, it's it's a little rough. Blackwater is decent, mm-hmm. but it's it's super slow, and that's yeah. an issue for a lot of people. And then in a similar vein, uh, Link Mongo, which I love. That's a fantastic movie, and that was probably our number two. Yeah, that's the thing is, I was stuck between Link Mongo and Black Christmas. It has a lot of good points, yeah, but it's also essentially a found fi- a found film movie done in like a documentary style, yeah. And if you don't appreciate that, you're really not gonna like Lake Mungo. And I think that's the big thing because with Lake Mungo, I just had there were some moments during that where I my jaw literally hit the fucking floor. Yeah, it, when it works for you, it works amazingly well. Yeah, but I think overall, Black Christmas stole the show. It got the award. Yeah, um, I mean, we kind of have to. Like, it is. It's objectively, I think, the best holiday movie we've watched. Yeah. Hands down. It's like the OG slasher. Like, it's so good. Yeah. It's it's just great. Love that film. Best director. Uh, from mm. this one, we focused on specifically directors we've seen a lot yeah. this year. Because that seemed like the only fair way to do this. Mm-hmm. And also, it's kind of hard to be like, oh, that was the best director. And we've only seen one movie. One movie. Mm-hmm. But our nominations for that were John Carpenter, William Friedkin, Wes Craven, and George A. Romero. Yeah. And to be honest, we saw one of these guys' films more than anyone else. Yeah. And for the most part, they were all pretty decent. They were all good. And even the film that I didn't, we didn't really like, I don't think it was a problem with direction. We could respect it. Mm-hmm. And so the winner of this category was George A. Romero. Yeah, man. I, just the consistency from night to dawn to day, the tone, that like it's all his directing style is probably one of my favorite in horror. It was pretty solid. No, I love it. It's so good. The next category is Best Actor. (laughs) This one's fun. And, of course, we do have a Best Actress after this. I will say for both of these categories, once again, we did something like with Best Director Mm -hmm. where we focused on prominent actors that we've seen this season rather than, like, necessarily the best. Yeah. Um, Because, like, we... We made a very specific point to make a category later that is just like, oh, this is the best like one-off performance. Yeah. So for best actor, we had David Arquette, <laughs> just because we've seen him a lot. Yeah. He was in our first episode. Yeah. It's kind of pretty nice. God, he was in so many films we've seen this year, and that's nuts to me. A lot of cameo spots too. Yeah. Our next one is Donald Pleasance. Oh. I mean, we had to include. We had to. OG Loomis. He's a maniac. He is a maniac. David Howard Thornton. Very good. Also pretty great. And then Jeffrey Combs. Because Who we saw a lot. Might be in the most episodes. Maybe. I think it's... Maybe. I, th- I don't think so. I think it might be Danielle Harris. 
think Daniel Harris has him. Yeah, because she was in a bunch. Yeah, a lot. Now, out of those four, I I think we had to go with Donald Pleasance. Yeah, we kind of had to. Both because, like, in horror, we reviewed his best role ever. Yeah. And we reviewed Halloween 1 through 5 that included him. Yeah, except for 3. Except Everything for three. except for 3. And it just it just seemed like the go-to choice, yeah. honestly. And the thing is, while I don't enjoy Halloween 5 that much, he's the highlight of that film. Yeah. He's, he's the, so good. He's straight up the highlight, I think, of most of those films. Yeah, and that's what's so good is when one character can make a franchise and he's not the main character. And that's awesome. Uh, next category, like I said, is Best Actress. Our nominations for that were Barbara Crampton, <laughs> because, of course, we already had Jeffrey Combs, uh, Daniel Harris, Jamie Lee Curtis, mm-hmm. and Sigourney Weaver. And Sigourney Weaver is kind of like the odd one out of, like, she's only in one movie. Yeah. But also... It's Sigourney Weaver in it, Alien? It was so good. And she's phenomenal. But that being said, we had to go with the person we've basically seen the most yeah. on this entire podcast. I mean, what is that? What is it? Daniel Harris. Halloween 2007, Halloween 2009, Halloween 4, Halloween 5, Hatchet 2, 3. And Victor Crowley. And Victor Crowley. She's in Urban Legend. Urban Legend. (laughs) That's eight. She's in... uh, What else does she have? There's something else. No, really? Is there really something else? I thought thought that was all of them. I think there's one other one. I might be forgetting something. I don't know. We've seen a lot of her. And the thing is, she's good in all of it. There was never a single time where I went, I didn't like that performance. She's, honestly, you know that I don't like Halloween 2007 or Halloween 2009 very much. No, but she's my favorite character. She's the best character in that whole franchise. Mostly because she's the most likable one. Yeah. Other than the guy that plays Michael, because I like him. Oh, and her dad. And her dad. But that's just Brad Dorff, so. Yeah. (laughs) I forgot that was Brad Dorff. He's just great. He's great. Next category is best lead performance. And that's kind of the spot for, like, Hey, these are main characters in a film that gave the best performance possible. Mm-hmm. Bob put Jamie Lee Curtis on here from uh, yeah. Halloween 1979. Sigourney Weaver from Alien. Uh, Jason Miller from The Exorcist. Yep. And then Dwayne Jones from Night of the Living Dead. And this one was hard. This one was really hard. Because, I'm going to be honest, we had three actors that I thought did just really, really great jobs. Yeah. Not to say anything bad about our fourth actor. No. Um, but it was basically the first thing in her career. So the one we striked off right away was um, Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, even though I love that movie and her in that movie. I, I definitely think it's the least developed performance. Mm-hmm. And so it came down to Sigourney Weaver, uh, Jason Miller, and Dwayne Jones. Because they all just great. Just great. So good. Great performances. Uh, and those movies are just made on their backs. Mm-hmm. However, we had to go with Sigourney Weaver. Yeah. Because this is basically the movie that kickstarted her career. And it's so good. Like, there's something to be said about the fact that when people think of Alien, they don't think of the creature or they think of Sigourney Weaver. Like, Sigourney Weaver is the main character of that film franchise in everyone's head. She's just so good. It's such a phenomenal performance. Like I, I there's the range alone, from yeah. like all the moments to the oh the end of that movie. Oh my god. Yeah, so, so that, good. I think that was a a pretty easy choice, in some ways. It was hard for me. I mean, it was hard in other ways. Uh, next up was best supporting performance, and these are kind of like 
secondary characters that were important. Um, a little bit harder to judge. Mm-hmm. Um, but we settled on uh, Ehi Shina uh, from Audition. Yep. Linda Blair from The Exorcist. Jennifer Carpenter from The Exorcist and Lily Rose. And Ian Holm from Alien. And I think really what we were looking for is people that gave really emotional uh, performances. Yeah. That just made the film worth watching. I think the big thing here is best supporting performance. So I really, what I wanted to focus on was people that made the lead performance better or interacted with them in interesting ways that brought them up. Yeah. And to be honest, it it had to go to, I think, the one person who's almost the main character of the film they're in, which is Linda Blair. Yeah, I mean, th- one of the main reasons that Jason Miller's performance in The Exorcist is so good is because he's bouncing off of one of the best performances in horror ever. And she's in a Linda Blair. Kid, she's a kid, and it is, oh my god! I mean, I I said this recently, and this comes out is coming out relatively soon. I saw The Exorcist in theaters recently. Oh my god, so good. Yeah, and it, it's it's doubly impressive because it's hard to get good performances out of children. Oh yeah, for sure. So it had to go to her, I think. Next up is best minor performance, which was basically like smaller roles that aren't mm-hmm. like a secondary character. Um, it's basically everyone else that isn't in a cameo role. Yeah. And for our nominations here, we had Perry Shen, primarily for Hatchet, Hatchet Two, and Hatchet Three. Yeah. Not necessarily Victor Crowley, um, because he's technically the main character he of that one. He is the main character of that film. Pablo Rosso, uh, for Wreck and Wreck Two. Oh, because he's the cameraman and he does more for like characterization from just holding the camera yeah man barely speaks speaking and that's super impressive our third is sid haig uh for house of a thousand corpses don't like that movie like him love captain spaulding best part of that franchise and then robert shaw for jaws for you know quint and well it's kind of a meme here i think it is a meme but i will say it's a meme that hits every single time and is so consistent like, he is consistently one of the best parts of those films. Yeah, so it it was Perry Shen, hands down. Yeah. Just not necessarily the best performance. I mean, I, obviously, this is the be- best minor performance. But, like, it wasn't the the most emotional, I think, well-acted at all times. But it was exactly what those films needed. Yes. And it's just a great joke. So It's so good. Uh, our next category is best cameo. And we had... Jack Black, and I still know what you did last summer. Yeah, because that one's just funny. Even that though one is hilarious. I don't think it's technically a cameo when it was done. No, it's just in the modern sense. In the modern sense, it is a cameo because you go, "Oh my God, that's Jack Black." So I'm just gonna tell you right now that one definitely was basically out of the running. No, it was just funny. We had to include it though. Uh, our real nominations here though are Robert England in Hatchet. Such a good one. It's right at the beginning, he's the dad. Brad Dourif, right at the beginning of Urban Legends, mm-hmm. gas station attendant. And then Wes Craven in Scream. Uh, he plays Freddy, the janitor. <laughs> Which is one of the better. I think that one's funny. And I think this one was really, really hard. Yeah. Especially because Robert England's cameo and Brad Dourif's cameo are less like out there and tongue-in-cheek than yeah. Wes Craven's. Wes Craven's is super on the nose. And that's kind of the point. It is a meta movie. In and that's... Part of it, but... In fact, it's probably, I think, the funniest joke in that movie for me. it's funny. Because if you know who, what, like, what Craven looks like, it's obviously Freddy Krueger. Like, him dressed up as Freddy Krueger. I think that's really fun. But for this category, I kind of wanted to go with, like, best performance 
of a character who like you only realize is someone famous if you know your horror actors. Yeah. And so I think that narrowed it down to Robert England and Brad Dourif. But at that point, it was pretty easy to decide that yeah. Brad Dourif won for Urban Legend. Yeah, and I mean, we said it on the episode, the first 10 minutes with that cold open might be the best part of that entire film. Yeah, it, it's it's probably one of the most solid cold opens we had yeah, on so this good. podcast. And it's, in fact, if I had my way, what that whole movie would have been. Because it's so, so good. It's really, really good. In fact, it kind of ruined that movie for me. Because, because my, it's so much better than the rest of it. Yeah. My expectations were set so high. Mm-hmm. Our next category is best concept, and this is basically most unique idea or at least most unique thing done. Mm -hmm. The issue with this category is a lot of concepts were unique at the time yeah, and have kind of been overdone. Uh, But since we're viewing this as a modern audience, we kind of tried to keep it with like, hey, this movie is kind of still unique. Like it hasn't been copied or if it's been copied, not effectively. Yeah, for sure. So for best concept, we had Return of the Living Dead. Yeah. Which I know it's zombies, but they are very unique zombies. Mm-hmm. It's a comedy, and we watched the rest of that franchise, and no one else pulls it off. No. I think he's exactly the same way. Plus, it's got this unique byline of like, oh, Night of the Living Dead happened, mm-hmm. but it was slightly different. Also, it's punk rock as hell. Bob Love's Suicide. A suicide is badass. Our next nomination was One Cut of the Dead. Yeah. We, we've talked about how much we love the concept for that film. Yeah. So, so cool. Even it's just more sick. well executed. Next is Tetsuo the Iron Man. Hmm. Not going to say it's a good concept. No. But it's batshit crazy. It's a batshit crazy concept with insane execution in the most artistic, ridiculous way possible. I, I will say I've never seen anything like it. Never. We'll probably not go out of my way to watch anything like it again. Nope. And then finally, Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Because it's just like such a cool concept of, you know, it's it's obviously like a horror parody. Mm-hmm. But like this idea of, hey, we have our two main characters who appear as horror villains mm-hmm. to what appears to be our main characters of any other franchise is kind of cool. And yeah. have the role reversal, but also film it like a standard horror movie. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. It's just cool. It it the cool thing about that movie is it's less about heroes and villains and more about the concept of misunderstandings. And just the meta concept of like things working out to make a horror movie possible. Yeah. No, it I it definitely deserves to win in that category. It's super, super good. Yeah, so it won. You couldn't figure that out. Um, next up is Best Soundtrack. And this was a hard one, because like originally we were just gonna go with like best a score. Mm-hmm. But we decided to chalk it down to, like, best sound, essentially. Mm-hmm. And that includes, like, you know, Foley stuff, like sound effects, mm-hmm. um, rather than just music. And this was a really hard one for me because I'm not really good at remembering stuff like that. Oh. So I kind of left it up to Bob here. I was a sound designer f- for a while, and also I edit this podcast. Yeah. So our soundtracks here were The Exorcist, Halloween, Alien, and the haunting, which was kind of our interesting choice, because like I thought the music on that was just like interesting, but the big thing for that is the sound effects. Yeah, in the house and stuff like in that. In the house, the way it creaks, the moaning, all the cool stuff they did when they're trying to make a quote unquote place feel haunted. Yeah, you know. And the big thing for me was the Exorcist has a iconic theme. 
Halloween has an iconic theme. And the sound effects in those movies are fine. Alien, phenomenal sound. Bob loves buttons. Uh, mostly button stuff, so, which I love. Because it's small stuff, right? Phenomenal like sound design and sound effects. The haunting, banger theme, and phenomenal sound design and sound effects. So I think that's, that's the big thing. That's what we want to we went with is the haunting. Yeah. The buttons couldn't get Alien to Bob's first spot. No. They came close. They came really close. But the big thing is that I know what the haunting's theme sounds like. I can imagine that. What is the Alien theme? I don't know. Fair enough. Next up on our list is Best FX. Yeah. One of those categories where we would have liked to have more specific stuff. But we couldn't do that by ourselves. No, because we are not professionals. So our nominations for Best FX were Splinter, Mm -hmm. Terrifier 2, Hatchet 2, and Day of the Dead. If you couldn't tell, we just went for what was the the coolest looking gore. Yeah. With also the most. Because we wanted to split it into makeup effects. Creature FX. And all this other stuff. But it was like, first of all, we have not seen some of these movies in a year. Yeah. So it's really hard to remember them really well. And second of all, we are not makeup professionals so we do not know like the ins and outs of all that stuff as much or remember <laughs> or remember so it's really hard to do it so we just combined everything into one category with that being said uh, uh, we just went with a film that bob really likes i think is really great day of the dead yeah no i there's so much good not only like creature fx mm-hmm. but just makeup stuff gore a bunch of everything the zombies in that film look so good i love it i think it's really especially, great especially like just the open and then all the kills are phenomenal, and all the gore and the guts. It's all really good, I will say. I really, really, really wanted to give it to Splinter for a minute. Splinter's really solid, and I think it's interesting because it's kind of the smallest of these four. Yeah. and But I think that's mostly because the creature work on it is really good. That's the thing, is it's the creature work in the bodies. And I think if we had a creature FX category, it probably would have won that. It would have come really close, yeah. Next up is Best Kill. Mm. And our nominations were Rhodes. From Day of the Dead, Dawn from Terrifier. Oh, she gets sawed in half. It's awesome. Barb from Black Christmas. She gets stabbed by the unicorn. That kill is. It's so artistic. Is here because of it's it's artistic, not because it's bloody, gross, or disgusting. Kind of the outlier. It's the outlier, but I I like it. Then Taylor Hawkins from Studio Six Six Six. That's just the coolest one because just so rad. It's awesome, especially in the sequence it is in that movie. Yeah, man. With that being said. Nothing tops the Rhodes kill. No. And Day of the Dead. It's the most brutal. It's insane. There is one kill I like better in that movie, mm-hmm. which is where a guy gets his head ripped off, and you can hear his vocal cords stretch. Yeah. But it's one of those kills that's less empathized, and it's harder to catch on your first watch. Yeah, yeah. And I, I do think the Rhodes kill is just amazing, especially when you know the behind-the-scenes stuff mm-hmm. and just the the horrors he went through to like get that shot done. My big thing is that kill hits so hard in that film because, A, everyone hates Rhodes. He sucks. It's such a satisfying kill to watch him get ripped apart the way you do. And, like, it's such a brutal kill because he's just, like, screaming choke on it the whole time. Oh, it's, yeah. It's so, so, so good. Next up is Worst Film. <laughs> this was a frustrating category because oh. I was like, all right, let's put the worst films on here. And every time I was suggest a film, Bob went, but I like that movie. Very frustrating because <laughs> Bob likes bad movies and he can't yeah. separate his objective taste from his subjective taste. I will say, I think we definitely landed on by far the worst film. Yeah. Oh, we did. 
We but did. With that being said, I want to say I had to jump through hoops because I would suggest a film with Bobby. Like, no, and I'd be like, "Fuck you, put it on the vip board." Um, <laughs> I like it though. But our first one was Blood Rage. Oh god, not good movie. Our second one was Cocaine Bear. Not a good movie. Not a good movie. Our third one was Night of the Lepus. Bad movie. Like that movie. I know, Bob. We we've established that. And then Dreamcatcher, which is mid. But because we read the book, it yeah. is so disappointing. It's disappointing. But it's objectively probably the best out of... Objectively, yes. Uh, Enjoyment-wise, no. Oh, yeah. Enjoyment-wise. Night wise, of the Leap is down near the bottom. Is probably either that or Blood Rage. Oh, it might be Blood Rage. Blood Rage is fun. Blood Rage is fun. With that being said, the absolute worst film I think we watched this year was Cocaine Bear. That movie is atrocious. Because, like, I didn't think that movie was very well done. No. But also, I was so unentertained No, yeah. the entire time I watched that movie. That's the thing, is at least with all these other movies, I had a good time watching them. Yeah, I love bad movies. They were fun. Yeah. And the thing is, Dreamcatcher is objectively not atrocious, so I couldn't really go to that one. We just don't like it because we read the book. <laughs> it was just not great. Cocaine Bear was, if you listen to that episode, it's like 45 minutes of us just screaming about how awful it was. Yep. And how we didn't have fun. And the movie's called Cocaine Bear. Like, how do you fuck up that? How do you fuck that like, up? I get how you make a bad movie called sure. Cocaine Bear. But how do you make a bad, not fun movie called exactly. Cocaine Bear? It's just like, Jesus Christ, people. Following that is best stunts and choreography. We really had to focus on movies where we knew there was a lot of stunts in them. Because, again, mm-hmm. we're not stuntmen. No. Kind of hard for us to do. Um, but we had Friday the 13th Part 7, Hatchet 3, Halloween 2, and Scream. And this was an easy choice. Yeah, no, this was definitely easy. Mostly because we were joking about it because uh, when we saw the stunts in this movie, I thought they were really impressive. And I told Bob, and he went, well, I don't see the point. They're, they're fine. <laughs> and then I re-explained it to him, I think, three times until yeah. he went, wait, you mean that isn't movie magic? Yeah. Um, but yeah, the award goes to Friday the 13th Part 7. Yeah, it's probably the Friday the 13th film with the most stunts. And they're just impressive. They're so impressive. Like, they are so, so head and shoulders above all the other stunts in the other films because they go to such lengths to make them insane. They drop a Porsche on Jason. They, like, he's on fire. It's awesome. Yeah, it was the longest fire stunt on film for a long time. Yeah. It's great. Phenomenal. Um, Following that, best stunt performer. Uh, We have Kane Hodder, Dick Warlock, Ted White and Steve Dash. And <laughs> three Jason actors. You'll notice three Jason actors. And a Michael Myers actor. That's because, honestly, we don't keep track of stunt performers as much as we'd like here. And so the ones we remember are in like really famous roles. Mm-hmm. And that means you know big horror icons. And obviously we've seen 12 Friday the 13th movies. Yep. So it makes sense the board stacks that way. Um, with that being said, it had to go to Kane Hodder. Has to. Has to. Not only does he star... As like the main stunt performer in Friday the Thirteenth Part Seven, which won Best Stunts, um, but more importantly than that, he did stunts for four different Friday the Thirteenth movies. Yep, and four different Victor Crowley films. Yep, like Hatchet movies, all of which are stunts galore, and we've seen on this podcast. So obvious win, and they're all really good. That's the thing is it's consistent. Every single one is really really good from him, and he puts his life on the line for some of those. God bless. Yeah. Um, next up is best remake or sequel. And this is one of those categories that I would have loved to separate in the future. Yeah. But we didn't have enough like remakes that we reviewed this year. Mm-hmm. With that being said, we had a lot of sequels. And I, I do want to point out that this is sequels as in like 
directly like, hey, this is the second film in this franchise, yep. but also like third and fourth and fifth and so on. Uh, but our nominations for this category were Friday the 13th, the uh, 2009 remake, mm-hmm. uh, Halloween 2, mm. Terrifier 2, and Day of the Dead. I would like to say that we did put Friday the 13th, 2009 on here. Honestly, I think, what, part four is a better movie, and I would have loved to include it on here. Yeah, but it felt weird not to put any sequels when the category is remake or sequel. And that's probably the best remake we've watched all year. Oh, for sure. So we put it all on here. Um, With that being said, I think the winner was pretty obvious if you haven't listened to the rest of this already. Stay of the Dead. Yeah, no, I... It's we were solid. going through the list, and it wasn't on there, and then I was like, well, hold on. It's sequel, and Day of the Dead is technically a sequel to the first two. That movie, like, we've said it enough, but that movie is phenomenal. I love it. Yeah. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. Following that, we have Best Villain. And this, this one's fun. Obviously, yeah. like, a human kind of quote-unquote. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily, but, like, a character you know, yeah. that's humanoid. We have Art the Clown, Jason Voorhees, Ghostface, and Victor Crowley, and... To be honest with you, Ghostface was off the, the map immediately. Yeah, while I enjoy Ghostface, I don't... The villain of Ghostface is not as interesting as the person who is Ghostface. Right. I would like to say that Bob thought Ghostface was better than Michael Myers, and that's why Ghostface is on here. Yeah, because I think Michael sucks in Halloween 5. I think he's also just not really a character in general. I like him. If we were to contain Michael to Halloween 1 and 2, I think he's phenomenal. But I, I think that's more the movie than it is him. And I think you're probably right... So, yeah. I, he I looks just, cool, though. He, he looks cool. That's not like a character. Except for Halloween 5 and 4. Ugh. Just give him his old mask. Just put it back. For um, fuck's sake. With that being said, I I think we had to go with Art the Clown. Yeah. It, it was close um, because I really like Jason Voorhees and Victor Crowley. Yeah. But obviously, Jason Voorhees is a lot more famous than Victor Crowley. Mm-hmm. And the best parts of Victor Crowley are basically just... The Jasonisms? The Jason... Kane Hodder films. Yeah. And when it came down to it, Jason's a little all over the place mm-hmm. with his performance in a way that Art the Clown really isn't. No, he's not. for most of his big screen appearances, he's been played by David Howard Thornton, who's been very consistent. So good. So it just had to go to him. Even though Jason's probably my favorite of the big slasher guys. Yeah. And it also, like, it's a consistency thing with that, but also... Art the Clown makes those films. Oh, yeah. Those Jason, are just art films. Yeah. Jason makes Friday the 13th. So when Jason sucks, it makes a bad movie. And sometimes yeah. Jason sucks. But sometimes other characters can pull those films. And that's kind of That can't thing. really happen in Yeah, like if you watch Terrifier film. and Art the Clown is portrayed in n- not well, it just ruins the movie. Oh, that'd be rough. It would be rough, yeah. Following that, we have Best Creature. This is fun. We had uh, Sadako from The Ring, mm-hmm. the shark from Jaws, the Xenomorphs from Alien. And, I mean, it's very specifically the Xenomorph, but I, you could kind of consider it the whole life cycle if you wanted to. Sure. I know Bob doesn't like face huggers. Oh, God. And then uh, the big uh, cloud thing from Nope. Good old Jean Jacket. Jean Jacket. Uh, with that being said, it was pretty obvious that yeah. it had to be Alien. It's probably one of the most famous, like, creatures. Oh, yeah, for sure. I will say... I know we had the shark from Jaws, but, like, that's a shark. It's a shark. You've seen a shark. There's nothing unique yeah. about a shark. Now, it is a very fictionalized, monstrous shark. Sure. But it's not a xenomorph. It's not a xenomorph. I almost wanted to give it to Jean Jacket from Nope because it is such a unique creature. It's so unique, but, like, the alien from Alien is literally 
the alien. That's the thing is the xenomorph is so iconic. Yeah. It, it, you can't beat it. Yeah. It was kind of unfair. Next is best cinematography. And again, this is one of the, one of those things I left to Bob for the most yeah. part because I, I have a trouble remembering all this stuff. We had The Exorcist and Alien, both because they're really well shot. And then we had two films that just had really unique cinematography, mm-hmm. which are Wreck, because that is insane how that was shot. Yeah, no, it's crazy. It's by far the best mount footage film we saw on the year. Oh, like Mungo. I would, but not for cinematography. Not for cinematography. But just overall, maybe. That's a, that is found footage, but it's more documentary. Yeah, same thing. <laughs> not the same thing. Just different. Um, and then finally, One Cut of the Dead, because that film's just amazing. Yeah, well, that one is about less about what you do see, but what you don't. So it's a lot of the framing stuff that's really incredible in that movie. With that being said, I think we had to give it to Alien. Yeah. There is just so many cool shots in that film that play with perspective. It's just so cinematic. Or just cinematic, like shots of planets with a little miniature floating in front of it. Mm-hmm. Especially since it was made so long ago. It's like, oh my God, mm-hmm. that's so pretty. Yep. That's the big thing is it's old, and the fact that it still holds up is fucking bonkers. And it has that issue of like objectively space kind of dark and gray, and yet it still looks really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then our final category, and this was kind of just for fun. We took our winners from like our five quote unquote best film categories, and we made a best film category. Yep. So that has you know five of our previous winners: Day of the Dead, Alien, Tucker and Dale versus Evil, Audition, and Black Christmas. And this was kind of for us to go. All right, here's all our winners. What's objectively the best movie we watched on the podcast? Yeah. And we kind of spoiled this way at the beginning, but it's Alien. Yeah. It's just so good. It's phenomenal. I basically have no issues with that movie whatsoever. Yeah. And that's hard. No, that is, especially for you. You're picky. Yep. Like, I'm not picky in the same ways that you are. Then again, I've seen way more movies than you, that's so. That's also fair. I would have loved to have given it to Day of the Dead. It's my favorite movie of all time. But we've been harping on Alien the entire episode. It's so cinematic. And, like, the lengths at which they went to make that movie is insane. The amount of time and effort. I mean, that's... I think that's the earliest... Fi- Am I lying? Is that the earliest film on the list? Black Christmas may be earlier. I think Black Christmas is a little earlier. But still, like, making a sci-fi movie that early, that's so pretty. That holds up so well now. That holds... Like, we watched it in, what, UHD? And mm-hmm. it still looks fucking nuts? That is an insane thing, to watch a film that's, like, 40 years old in ultra hd and be like wow this still looks good right yeah like i like it was never meant to be seen in that no quality and also it has so many good what the fuck moments especially if you don't know especially if you don't know the creature looks good the action's really good it's tense the kills are fun got one of our best performances in it yeah like i just great it kind of sucks that we watched it because it stole the show and like won a bunch of awards, but like that it was had gonna to. happen. It had to. Uh, with that being said, though, that's that's the awards. Yeah, man. Wow, I can't believe it. You know, I was thinking about this the other day, and I'm gonna go on a tangent before we end the episode. I'm sorry. No, that's fair. It's been a year, and I was re-listening to some old episodes. I. <laughs> this isn't what you think it is. He by says the way. re-listening because he he only listens to like ten minutes of some of them. But yeah, go ahead. I I start I was like I wonder how episode one sounds I haven't listened to Terrifier the Holy entire like crap oh my god no that's episode zero 
episode zero. I'm sorry. Episode one was uh, a legged freaks. freaks. We have come so far. <laughs> oh yeah, it, it, this is one of these issues with the podcast where we were figuring out what we were doing as we did it. Yeah. So a lot of our format and how we'd like to go about reviewing stuff. Um, so different now. Changed. I don't necessarily think our. I don't think my opinions changed too much. I think Bob's been all over the place. Yeah. Because he's been learning. It's true. But the show as a whole, I think, has matured in a lot of ways. We'll hopefully continue to do the same. Yeah. But it means our first episodes are rough and they're very different. Yeah. And I was thinking about this, and I'm not. I'm just bringing this up to you on the podcast, not to put you on the spot or anything. It kind of sucks that we watched some really, really iconic films back when we had a not-so-great grasp on the format. Because I was re-listening to Halloween, and I was like, man, I love this movie. And I was like, damn, if we had done this, like, now, we could have broken this down so much better. Oh, yeah. And I had mean, a much better, like, flow and talked about it in a much more in-depth way, and it kind of blows that we covered it so early. But, well, you chose Halloween as a category, so... No, I know, but I like. I would love one day to go back and revisit some of these films yeah, and do a more in-depth thing. And we've talked about doing reviews and stuff like that, um, but they don't really work for this format. So. No, we'd have to do a whole separate thing. But it's just something I wanted to bring up because, I don't know, it's just kind of cool that we've been doing this for a whole year and to see the progression Not even a whole strange. year. For 98 different movies. Yeah. If Technically, we've recorded more than that by now. We but. have recorded more than 98. And you'll see that in uh, good old season six, which I think some of those episodes have come out by now. Oh, yeah. 100%. I don't remember. 100%. I think two. I think two of them. But still, those will go on next year's Halloween Horror Awards. Yeah. God, when we get there. All right. We only have one more thing, which was kind of like a behind oh, yeah. the scenes thing for fun. For I forgot about this. We basically came up with the idea for like a little present for like celebrating. Oh, my God. We made it through a year. Of doing this bullshit. Yeah. That we'd throw ourselves a little party. And get ourselves some gifts. So Bob got me some stuff. I got him some stuff. Um, But we're just going to walk you through what we got. In part. Yeah. Because none of our stuff is here <laughs> None yet. of it is here. It's all in mail order. <laughs> Which sucks. Uh, but I'll go first. Okay. So, to be honest, I'm really bad at getting gifts. Like, it's something I really, really struggle with. Cause I'm yeah. Yeah. Like, the the second I start thinking about stuff like that, I blank and I'm like, mm-hmm. what do we do? And it's it's doubly hard because for me, I wanted it to be related to something we've seen on the podcast because it a need, need to be horror related. Yeah. So those are the only movies Bob has seen ever. <laughs> so it was it was extra hard for me because I had to go like, all right, what does Bob like? But is a movie on here? And you know, more importantly than that, I wanted to get Bob some stuff that he could like display. Because I know he talks about like decorating his recording room and stuff. Yeah, I need more decorations. Right now I've got uh, an Alate painting, a Spider-Man thing. And none of them is horror. No, none of it. Unless you're afraid of Alate. <laughs> or Pop's Burgers. Oh, well, um, that, yeah. <laughs> but well, it's on prominent display. <laughs> it is. So, you know, I, I wanted to get him some stuff he could display and, you know, it was related to the podcast. Um, but that was hard. And so for my first item, I cheated. And I just... Got him something I knew he wanted. Okay. Um, so I went ahead and pre-ordered the Halloween board game. <gasps> oh, my God. Hell, yeah. I was thinking about buying that, too. Think. Oh, my God. That is one of the reasons uh, I figured we might as well tell you what I got. Because I don't know when that's actually going to Because that's gonna not going to be here for a couple yeah. months. I don't think it's out till, uh 2024. 
So that was my first thing. That's awesome. Um, and that was really easy. And then I was like, oh, no. Now what? Because <laughs> uh, then I blanked. Nice. And so I spent a while thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we decided to do this a couple months ago. Oh, and yeah. I, I spent a couple months trying to figure out what else I wanted to get Bob. Eventually, I kind of gave up. And I was like, you know what? Bob has a type. I'm just going to theme this and get him Halloween stuff. Oh, hell yes. So um, kind of the big thing I got him, besides the board game, is I wanted to get him a mask from his ha- favorite Halloween movie. And so... You son of a originally, bitch. Originally. <laughs> you son of a bitch. My plan was to get him the jack-o'-lantern mask from Halloween 3. God damn you. Because that would have been the funniest joke ever. Um, That's a good bit. But then I realized Bob will be actually mad if I do that. No. I Well, okay. I would have well, been Not angry. actually mad. He would have been thoroughly impressed. Thoroughly impressed and laughing about it, but also disappointed. So I did the actual movie. I got you a screen-accurate prop from Halloween 2. So it's it's the mask. Oh, my God. That's so fucking cool. I got to get that mannequin. It's really cool. They um, had to do, like, photo stills from the film and, like, behind-the-scenes stuff mm-hmm. to make it. Um, oh, that's so fucking rad. But that'll get here at some point. It's latex and everything. You can put it on this display head. I'm trying to think of where to put it now. And then I wanted you to, I wanted to get something to go with that mm-hmm. to have, like, as a display so you could do a double thing. And originally my thought is prop weapon. I'll get him a weapon from Halloween 2. And the obvious one is the knife. Yeah. Right? Sure. But I know that's not your favorite, like, weapon in that movie. It's obviously the scalpel. Obviously. Which oh, my God. That's such a brutal he scene. He uses the spine someone and then lift them up. However, the issue with the scalpel is uh, I really couldn't find him. <laughs> I was about to say, it's probably just bad. <laughs> someone does make a prop. I was out of production. When oh, I was looking. Damn. So uh, I couldn't get it. But also it was like, it's kind of small. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's a nice display piece. Sure. And so I was like, let me go with something more iconic for Halloween. I'll get him the knife from the first movie. Oh, that's so, fucking rad. I, you know, I was looking around for, for props for the first movie uh, for the knife. And I, I was really looking at the knife a lot because I was like, let's see what this looks like. Because I, I figured you're going to display it or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, this is really cool as a prop. And it's really cool for Bob because he knows what it is. But logistically speaking, it's just a kitchen knife, and that's yeah. kind of lame. And so I got you something I think is a little cooler. Okay. I got you the official prop, so it's like movie accurate and everything. Uh, it's the knife from the Halloween poster. Now, I don't know if you remember the poster, but it's a yeah. curved knife. With the pumpkin. Yeah. Oh, that's so, so I got fucking you the rad. curved knife. So it's really distinct. It looks a little goofy because it curves downwards towards mm-hmm. the blade. But I thought that'd be a very good, like, this is very clearly Halloween. Oh, themed. that's awesome. Yeah, but those, those were your gifts. Okay. I did a similar thing. I went with a theme. Not really. Well, a theme of stuff that I knew Ben liked. One of the first categories we did on this show was zombies. And I know you really love Return of the Living Dead. I do. It's set here. That's the best part. It's one of the best parts. And I know you collect enamel pins. So I got you a, a couple of pins and some other stuff. You know the very famous half-corpse zombie from that movie? The one that, like, talks? The, um, the oh, woman? Oh, the, the woman? Yeah. Who's really old? Yeah, I got you an enamel pin of her. Oh, that's sweet. She's really fucking sick. I got you a 
this one's funny because I've never seen this movie. I just know like vague things about it. But it's an Evil Dead pin because I know you love Evil Dead of Ash with him on like a little portal that spins. Oh, that's nice. A spinning Evil Dead Ash pin, which I thought was pretty fucking rad. More more Return of the Living Dead stuff. I got you a like printout. Uh, you know how else to put it? Like the vinyl cover, the things they like stretch over wood and it like it's a print. Mm. Yeah, uh, a Living Dead thing of that. Oh, that's cool. I'll just show you a picture because like it's hard, but it looks like that. Oh, that's sick. Yeah. Then I also got you a an Evil Dead, not Evil Dead, Return of the Living Dead Tarman pin. Oh, I love Tarman. I know you love. He Tar probably should have won Best Creature, but you know there was also. <sighs> He should have gone on there. He should have gone on there, but I don't know if he beats Alien. He's also really bad in some films. But that first movie. That's the thing is he's he's so good. I don't know. But I, only in that first one. He looks so good. I mean, yeah, he is really good, but it's the Alien. No, no, the Alien definitely should have won. I meant he should have like gotten on to the spot. But it's yeah, only that first no, movie for fair. him. Uh, once again, I know you love Return of the Living Dead. So, like, that's why... That was my big thing was, like, I know Ben loves Return. Yeah, it's hard to be, like, what films have we watched that I know this person really, really likes? That's the thing is, like, I know you like Return, I know you like Evil Dead, but I haven't seen Evil Dead, so I can't, like... Ugh. I only got you the Ash spinning one because I thought it was funny. It's fun. And I don't understand the joke, if there's a joke no, behind it. I have a... I have a... A big sticker on my water bottle that's an Evil Dead sticker. Really? Yeah. Uh, and then I got you, I'll just show you this. It's a Return of the Living Dead, like, comic t-shirt about, like, trioxin spill. Oh. It's really fucking cool. It's got Tarman on it. So oh, yeah, I, I could that, see Tarman. Tarman's yeah, I thought great. that was sick as fuck. But, yeah, that's that's everything. Sweet. All right. Well, that was that. Was that. Yeah. So I guess we're just going to do our closing bit now. Finally. You know, check us out wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, some other places. We're still on YouTube, guys. Mm-hmm. So um, go check us out there. It's kind of nice because like we can see subscriptions and like your views on videos, which is really good for seeing like how much you support us mm-hmm. or just like watching stuff. I know it's not usually our very consistent listeners, but it, it's it's just kind of cool to be like, oh, this video's reached a thousand views or something. Um, it's also one of the two major places you can communicate with us at. Um, you know, you can do that down at the comment section of a specific video. Or you can go over to Twitter and go tweet at Bob and um, tell him what movies you thought should have won a category. I mean, look, we have some contentious opinions, I think. Oh, yeah. Which is like... But we tried. We tried It so took hard. a long time. It took so long. And also, like, we just didn't want to let the same movies win over and over, but that was difficult because yeah. some movies are really good. Like Ben said, check us out on Twitter, at Beware the Board. It's where we post information about the show, updates about the show. Basically, if there's anything you want to know about the show, it goes on our Twitter. On Mondays, we post a spoiler post for that Friday's episode, which is basically a hidden movie cover that we can reveal so you can see the movie before we do and watch it so you don't get any spoilers during the episode. And then on Friday, or whatever the episode goes live, I post a link to the episode, which is basically a link so you can click on it and go right to it. If you ever miss an upload or want to know something up, there's always a link on our Twitter then check us out on TikTok and YouTube Shorts. Hopefully by the time this goes up, some of our new short form style of content will be up. I don't know. I'm trying to resolve some of that as we're recording this. But yeah, if you like short form content and like the show, check us out there at Beware the Board on TikTok and on YouTube Shorts. I think that's it, Ben. See you next time. Yeah. Hopefully a good next year. (laughs) Yeah. See you guys next time.